Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. Our guest today, Eamon Joseph from Snowfall. Uh, Snowfall is a fantastic show. I hope that you guys are all watching Snowfall. I know that Snowfall uh, is still building its audience. I mean, it has a very substantial audience, but it's still building it um, as well. And there are some great people that are on the show. Um, Damson, the homie, uh, is, is on the show. Uh, Eamon's on the show. Uh, DeRay Davis is on the show. It's a brilliant cast. A lot of people on the show. Uh, we talked to Eamon about a lot of things. This is different for the Red Pill Podcast. It's going to be interesting for the viewers that are listening. Um, we're going to get a lot of video for you out, out for this as well. because He actually came in character as Jerome. And we had fun, man. We went with it. You know, we, we had white boys in here cleaning up after him. It's the Red Pill. So we run shit in here. You know how it goes. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, we also got into an interview with... Amon about, uh, Amon should I say about um, his craft as an actor is always listen. Always great to listen to actors talk about acting, um, how he sees uh, acting in Hollywood right now and the grind that it takes um, to to make a career out of this. So if you're out there and you're thinking about coming to LA or if you're thinking about going down to your local playhouse uh, and getting your career on the stage or in front of the the camera started, this is definitely a podcast that you would want to listen to. Uh, this brother's very talented. He's fearless. He stayed in character for a long, long time. Um, and he was fun to talk to. So pop some pills. Let's get into this. Uh, so uh, the Emmys were Sunday night. The Emmys were Sunday night. And uh, I was excited to see how what I believe is the finest piece of moving media this year. When they see us, I was excited to see how it would do. Um, Ava DuVernay's When They See Us uh, arrested me in a way that I don't think that a television show has in a long way and in a long time, should I say. And I was very, very happy to watch it run away with all the awards uh, Sunday night. Such great creatives. uh, Niecy Nash, Jerrell Jerome, um, Blair Underwood, John Leguizamo, uh, just all of the actors that portrayed the Exonerated Five, Asante Black, everyone, uh, Ava herself, Storm Reid. There's a lot of people in the movie. I could go on for a long time. It's a fantastic cast, uh, well-written and well-directed. Um, when the awards actually happened, the big winner was Jarrell Drone. Uh, otherwise, When They See Us did not clean up at the Emmys as I expected it to. Uh, I was incredibly disappointed by that um, because... It was so masterfully done. And also because I know how hard it must have been for that cast and crew to tackle that subject matter. It's a brave undertaking and something where you have to reach into your soul to do so. Um, My anger uh, at Hollywood or at the powers that be for not recognizing this work, I had to consciously temper. And I think that we all have to consciously temper uh, feeling disappointed by not recommend, by not being recognized um, from people who a lot of times don't understand the stories that we're telling. It's a very hard thing to do. I would want to shower Ava and the cast and crew of the movie with as, lo- as much love and adulation as possible. I want them to know just how how well made it was, how affecting it was, how inspirational it was, um, and just how transformative 
the story was. Look what it actually did for the lives of those brothers, those five young uh, black and brown boys who sacrificed a piece of their humanity, didn't sacrifice it, had it ripped and torn from them. Look what a piece of art actually did for those men. Like actually changed their lives and has the entire world looking at what happened to the, what happened to them, reexamining it, and celebrating them for the fact that society did not break them. That's art at its finest. That's art at its purest. That's what art is supposed to do. Art is supposed to take us to places that we've never seen before and take us through experiences that we've never had before. But it's also supposed to make us look at things that actually happened in a different way and celebrate the, the actual living drama that is existence on this earth. And that is what when they see us actually did. So when you see those men there, when you see their lives, when you're investing into what's happened with brother Corey, Raymond, when you see all of these guys and you see how full of vigor, how full of energy, how triumphant they look, that's partially due to the effectiveness of the work that we saw. That doesn't need an Emmy. It doesn't. The universe gives an award for that. Karma celebrates that. We celebrate that. There's no statue that can put into words how we're all feeling about the experience that we watched on the screen or about the joy that we see watching these brothers live out loud. There's no award for that. Was I upset? Sure, I was upset. Of course. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop being upset whenever somebody doesn't give us recognition for our brilliance. We have to recognize our brilliance, and that has to be enough for us. The love that we have for each other has to be first and foremost enough for us. I love everyone that was involved in that project. I am proud of everyone that had anything to do with that project. Uh, I watch it still, not the fourth episode, because damn. Um, but at the same time, I want to extend a Red Pill Podcast Award. I don't even have one made up. Um, to the cast of When They See Us. I was deeply affected, remain deeply affected, and your talents and your gifts are a blessing to us. Uh, and I don't know, man. Best way I can say is the shit was just dope. It was just dope. And to the Exonerated Five, we love you guys enough to work so that no group of young boys, women, uh, our LGBT brothers and sisters, no one finds himself in the same position that you guys were. Okay? So, love everyone. Light. Pop some pills. Let's get into Emma Joseph. So, listen, we in character? What the fuck you talking about character, man? I'm just Jerome, man. Jerome? Man, Nick done told me come up here to talk to you. What that's you what, do? That's what the fuck I'm talking about. What Jerome, I'm, everybody, yo, before we even get started, okay. you give him some water. Give him, Make sure our brother got some water. He don't get dehydrated. Give him a cup. Give him a cup for the Henny. You got the, you got the white folks working for you. Yeah, man. that's what I'm saying. Hmm. Uh, white people in the room, clap for Jerome Saint. 
This motherfucker got white boy. Jim Brown or something. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, brother. So what, what, I would co sell or some that's shit. That's what I'm doing, man. Jerome, well, like, where are you coming from, my brother? By the way, uh, uh, just to let you guys know that are listening, we have a man Joseph in here. He is in character. Who the fuck is you talking to? I'm talking to the people that are listening to the podcast now podcast. and watching the podcast. Yeah, my brother. What's that? NBC? Nah, it's it's like on the it's a podcast. It's not on, it's not on it's the not, broadcast. You mean broadcast? Nah, it's a podcast. We don't fuck with what, what is that? A podcast is like it's like an interview that goes on nah, the internet. Nah, I get you some. You got to get with the big cameras and shit. You got these little ass cameras in here. You got to get the broadcast thing. They they they, they patch cables and all that shit there. No, nah, but it's not. It don't work like that no more, brother. Satellites, my nigga. Like I feel you. I feel you, G. But now. You can do with these little cameras, right? And you can send it out to more places than those big cameras could send it out to even before. So that little camera can go everywhere all over the world. Now, you don't need the big ones no more. You're full of shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. You're full of shit. That's uh, Jerome, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Because I, I got to admit, we got some white people in the room. They might not be keeping like, up with your I, life. I like the white people. You like white people? Why you like white people, brother? Yeah, I like all people, man. Like all what people. are you talking about, man? Human, they, human race. Human race. Human race. Human race. You they might not be they might not be following your life on snowfall, man. Hmm. They might not know too much about you. So if you were gonna explain yourself to one of them, one of these people, because where where are you from in LA? First of all, I ain't gonna I'm a goddamn black man, I ain't gonna explain myself. I feel you. History of the planet. Start with me. End with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you got to talk That's how you got to talk to them that's, that's like you got knowledge yourself You know yourself You know who you are what, I'm, I'm asking you You said hey, Black man Original man History of the plan You got You bring me out here for man oh, look, Nick, 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 He's talking to Nick May right here Nick May Jerome was talking to Nick May like, did I cross you, brother? I don't want to cross man, you. Man. Knowledge and shit, man. What the fuck you man? say the history of the planet, black man. You say you got knowledge yeah. yourself. You got knowledge yourself. Okay, cool. You got knowledge yourself. You're not gonna tell him a little bit about where you from, where you come I'm from. Goddamn show Snowfall. You heard of John Singleton? John Singleton. I heard of John. You heard Singleton. John Singleton? I saw a brother, man. Legend, ancestor. Legend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Paved the way. Yeah. Your life is on TV every week for them to see, man. What's going on in LA? You you kind of like telling the story for people to see. Hey, I mean, I ain't telling no story. I'm just living my life. Living your life. You what just, do you want people to know about your life? You just see it three dimensional. You you see five dimensional. Right. Portrayal of a real life. Right. Real people. Mm. What's going on? Like, what's going on in your life that you feel like you want people to know about? Wait, wait, wait. Um, episode is episodes or something. What are you talking? Not episodes. I'm just saying. What about your journey? It's boring, man. God damn. Like, what the fuck you want me to say? Talk about some bitches. Something. Well, you talk to me about. Talk about you, something. You talk to me about something going on. You talk to me about. I'm explaining myself you, you, to you, these little ass cameras. Like, 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 like you, you talk to me about something. Tell me what kind of woman does Jerome Saint like? I got a woman. Well, your your woman, Louis. I aunt Louis. You, you love her. Beautiful. What do you love about her, bro? Black chocolate. Chocolate. Goddess of the earth. Original. Original woman. Cut you too. Cut you. <laughs> <laughs> Is the jewelry real? I'm asking you shining, my brother. I'm asking you, is the is the because like I don't know if y'all because y'all can't see this. Uh, uh, Saint, 
Saint, Saint, Saint, Saint came through. He got the drip on, and I'm just want to know is the is the jewelry touch real? It. I don't know if I should touch it, bro. Touch it. Touch it. Saying I don't know. I don't know if I could because you got your lighter. You touch it. Your lighter. I don't think I should touch it, bro. I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. You don't ask a man. You don't ask a man the size of his penis, and you don't ask a man if the goddamn jewelry is real. So you you should assume that the jewelry is real because you're making money. You don't assume. Make an ass out you. Ass out of me. Yeah. What is it like being around Damson Idris? Is that how you say his name? What's around Bill? What's that British kid? That British kid. Yeah. Fine actor. Fine actor. Fine actor. Black as night. <laughs> Fine actor. He is a dark-skinned brother. That boy's... I think that boy done reincarnated Portier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, good. You, um, he is good. Like, you, um... You you guys push each other on set like you you learn from each other like is that is that kind of what the what the vibe is is that how John wanted it on Snowfall? I think that John um he empowered people to to do their own thing, have their own creativity. Mm. You know, every time you mention John, it's gonna be a soft spot for me because he's gone. Yeah, but that brother empowered the crew, he empowered the cast, everybody like that. You know? Yeah, now I gotta ask you a question because it's something that's been really talked about on the internet. Mm. And I'm glad that we got Jerome mm. to ask this question to. Mm. Um, there's a there's smoke. in this room. No, you can't in, smoke on the planet. No, like no, you can't smoke. You can smoke in your imagination, but you can't smoke in here. Mm. And plus, you got Newports, and you reminded me like <laughs> you got you got some Remind Newport. You, uh, Re- reminded, reminded me of, reminded me of my my granny gone right there. She's smoking. Boy, go get me a Newport. Newport so let, I'm gonna ask you a question. It's, I don't want you ain't been bullshitting me this whole time since you've been here, mm. and I want you not bullshitting me now. It's an argument going on. Uh, he lit the cigarette anyway. <laughs> Just to let y'all know, this is a red pill first. He lit the cigarette anyway. Oh, this <laughs> he lit the cigarette. He asked if he could smoke. I said no, and he lit the cigarette anyway. <clears throat> okay, somebody give me something to fan this. I'm allergic to that shit for real. Oh, he put it out. Look at that, brother. That's a good brother. Give it up. Give it up for Jerome, man. My brother. I said I was allergic. So look, here's the thing. Argument online. What's a better show out of power? And Snowfall. This is starting to happen. Power has been holding it down for a long time. Snowfall is gaining new fans every single week. Mm. And people are starting. I was going to ask you about this. People are starting to ask the question, mm. what's better, Power or Snowfall, man? You, I'm sure you've seen Power before. They use the big cameras. Uh, did they? Yeah, they use the big cameras they, on Power. They got the big camera on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say... Um, this is how I look at it. Mm-hmm. I'm goddamn black man. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. That's who I want. Game of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't got power. Game of Thrones. So that's the show. We better than game. That way, ain't that the show? Yeah. Ain't that the show everybody talk about? So you saying fuck power? Y'all better. Y'all the best. Snowfall show. better than Game of Thrones. Snowfall better than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. You love Snowfall. I think I love it. The shit good. Yeah. Has it been good for your career? It's been good for Jerome Saint. Fuck you, talking I'm asking you, dog, because I like. I'm like. I'm asking you, how has your life changed since Snowfall has been on? Goddamn life ain't changed. Hasn't changed at all. I get up with the same drawers. Wash my ass the same way. Put on some little cologne and shit. All right. 
So you get up with the same draws on how many days in a row till you Sometime change? I, I keep, if I don't get out the house, then I might keep the same goddamn draws on because I'm lazy. got a bowl of cereal or something. <laughs> but, it, but it, you know, I, I ain't gonna, I'm going to wash. Day, right. and a, day and a half. Day and a half I'm going. Right. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. So, dude, so now that you're a celebrity and people know who you are, do people come up to you and want to get your autograph and want to take pictures with you and want to sip Henny with you and want to smoke a cig with you? How does that go? I don't, I don't know about that. What I do know is that perhaps I might remind you of somebody you know. Right. Somebody you grew up. Yeah. I'm, you talking to you. Yeah, no, I you yeah, you remind me of uh, several people that yeah. I grew up with. So that's what I'm saying. You remind me of my Uncle David. Okay. You remind me of my Uncle Mark. Is he Basically, with us? Is he with us? It, it, no, they all went to jail. Basically, uh, it, But they they alive. What? Is they alive? They can yeah, they alive in a way. Uh, you know, the Damn. 80s took their toll, but um but uh, I love those brothers, but you remind me of them cuz when I see even the Jerry curl. Mm. And the chain mm. and the bravado and the Newports mm. is very familiar. And that's the thing. It's very familiar. Yeah. Now, for your curl, what type of activator do you use? Oh, he's going to the back. He's going to the back. Oh, shit. <laughs> Watch out, don't spill your Hennessy. Why, and listen. We, 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 you got some witchcraft on you. I know I don't. That that's got that, some witchcraft that, on look, you. Look, look, but look, but watch you this. You got some witchcraft but on hey, you. But hey, but Jerome, look what happens. Look how look how it goes on my podcast. You spill something, and a white boy goes. You spill something. Right. You spill something, Jerome. And a white, watch this. I want the whole Red Pill podcast to know. As soon as Jerome spilled his Hennessy, watch this. Watch a white man come oh, clean shit. it up. Come clean it up. Come clean it up. God damn it. Look at that. Look, look at that. Clean up after Jerome Saint. Give it up for the good. Good, 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 good. Look at that. Mr. Repeat. Mr. Block right there. John, you better clean it up. Don't touch up. nothing that you ain't supposed to touch. <laughs> they don't pay me enough for this. <laughs> you want them Illuminati niggas. Huh? <laughs> Illuminati niggas. I heard of you. Oh, I'm talking about, Shit. bro. No, listen, but you know what? You do bring something up. Um, uh, you, you, it is a very familiar character. We all know the boisterous uncle, or cousin, or big brother. Uh, that would be handling business out there. That was kind of like a protector. That kind of like did stuff like that. Do you draw inspiration? Well, not you, because you are actually Jerome Saint. But let's just say an actor was portraying you. Do you think that those are the guys that that actor would draw inspiration from in order to craft that character? Do you think a person would draw inspiration from me to play me? Is what you're asking me? Damn it, I'm doing my best. Yes. Uh, uh, like, like, do you think a person would draw inspiration from someone like you? So perhaps I'm dreaming right now, and this ain't me being me. But if I wake up, it's me trying to play me. If you were somebody else and they were trying to play you, mm. would that person draw inspiration from you to play you? Is a smart answer, yes. That's a smart answer. Crystal, clap for Jerome saying right there. Jerome, what do you want out of life? Like what do you what 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 what, what do you want? I'm you said you got your you got your woman. I'm living life. You got your freedom. Yeah. Like what, what? 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 What's what's the big picture plan for Jerome saying? Like what do you want? Family, 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 
Family's everything to you. Family. Here in LA or you want to take the family somewhere else? Family. Family. Legacy. Family. Legacy and family. Family. The only people you can trust. The only people you fight with mm. and make up with. Family. 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 Okay. So what do you want for your family? Like you want you like because a couple people are like, like I take care of my family. That's my that's my job. That's your job. That's my job. Only job I got. All right. Take care of my family. Take care of people I love. Now let me ask you this. Every black man should understand that. Every black man should understand that. Take care of your family is the most important thing. Does it matter how you take care of your family? What do you mean? Well, what I mean it is, some people will say, doesn't matter how you take care of your family as long as your family is taken care of. That means if you got to rob, if you got to sell something, if you got to do whatever, as long as you're taking care of your family, it's cool. Other people would say- You judging me? I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not judging you. You're judging you. me. I'm not judging you, brother. You're judging me. I'm asking you. I'm saying other people would say hmm. that in order to take care of your family in a way that's responsible, you need to not maybe be in the street so much. Hmm. Like, what would you say? Does it matter as long as your family's taken care of? I'm saying that the lion got to still stay on the Serengeti, right? Right. Yeah. So, right. my four corners, that's where I'm at. Hmm. That's what I know. That's what you know. I would take care of everything in between that. Yeah. What part of LA did you grow up in? Stop asking me all goddamn questions. I'm a, it's a podcast. CIA. It's a it's a podcast. Yeah, so what we supposed to do? We had... FBI got white folk working for them. Well, Little cameras. Drone. <laughs> <laughs> do you like rap music? Mm, it's okay. It's okay. What kind of music does Jerome say listen to? Boosie, Boosie. Boosie. Boosie, Boosie. Some, some Parliament Funkadelic yeah, in there. Okay, man. Some Confunction. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell, maybe, maybe a little average white band. Hey. Parliament. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Parliament. Funkadelic. You like that? What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie of all time? Uh, Jerry McCoy. Shaft. <laughs> Shaft is good. Shaft, your favorite movie? Actually, no, it's not. My favorite movie your, is actually... Your favorite movie, Shaft. I got a lot. I... Followed up by The Mac. The Mac is good. Favorite movie. Yeah, stick yourself, Tony. You seen the spook? Spook, spook to set by the door, yeah. That's that all that government stuff there. Right. You like you like the... So these are your favorite spook. movies. Spook. That's, that's the spook to set by the you door. You seen it? Shaft, my favorite movie is Mother Have you seen it? I've seen the spook to set by the door. I've okay. seen it. I've seen those movies. You read the book? I haven't read the book. I've seen the movie. You like Mo' Better Blues? That's my favorite movie. It's by uh, Spike Lee. Ever heard of Spike Lee? Good movie. It's a good, good, movie. good movie. That's my favorite movie. Do you like Uptown Saturday Night? So I'm talking about, see what I'm saying? What's up? What, 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 what? You like what you said? Coffee with Pam Grier? Woo! You see what I'm saying? Friday Foster. We good. Friday Foster. Friday. I, I love, I love Friday that too. Foster. I love that too. Mm. What about the Goonies? You don't like the Goonies. What? Well, so what about Citizen Kane? Hmm. All good. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Citizen Kane, little Orson Welles. Why well, you don't like the black movies? Black movies, okay, black movies. Why well, you like don't black. like those? I do like them. The Wash. The Wash is great. The Wash. What about Car Wash, though? A little bit. I, I like the Wash, man. Wash. You know, you know, there's, you know what my favorite movie is? My favorite movie is a movie called Titanic 2. I like that one. 
hundred years after the Titanic is like it's a like hundred years it's a, in the future. There's a movie called. I done done some B movies now. <laughs> And does some be movies. All right. Like you uh, it's a it's a set in the future. It's a Titanic watch it. Like what is it? What was it ain't it? the Titanic Part two. It's the Titanic two. <laughs> it's the, it's like the Titanic two. So it's another Titanic story. Another Titanic. Not the not the, of the Titanic. Right. Because you can't do that. Smart, boy. Smart. They did that. What was it like making that? Because sometimes Shit Burger! <laughs> Shit burger. <laughs> you, well, what I'm saying is, though, in your career, you've taken the natural, gradual steps to get to where you are right now, which is on one of the biggest shows, man. What was it like working for it, man? You did the Titanic 2. You've done a lot of different television. So now you're here. You're in your he ain't bring up none of the image shit I mean. He ain't bring up goddamn Titanic <laughs> 2. You tell me what, what it is, because I've seen a lot of stuff that you've been in, brother. Uh, brother, I work. You work. I you work. been working. I transform. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like. <laughs> transform on him. Where do you want to, what do you want to transform next? What would be your dream role? Mm, I ain't got no dream role. I just, I just, I want to create. Mm. Create. Want to create. Create. You want to make a movie? Yeah, I want to make a movie. Titanic 3. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas on the boat. <laughs> Can't swim and shit. <laughs> I know that would be a short one, bro. That would be a short, short movie. A short movie. Short movie. Short movie. Because we ain't going on the boat in the first place, but you know. Yeah, you know get on goes. them Carnival Cruise Line. We do. We do. You know what? That's been happening more lately. Yeah. Actually, that's the point. They've been doing these. Bad for the environment. That's what I heard. Carnival Cruise Lines? Do you care about the environment, Trump? Of course. This is my planet. I'm asking you because some people don't care, man. Some people say we all, it's not going to. I mean, you got, you know, the God folk think that you're going to die before, you know, God, Jesus is going to come back down and get you before the. Yeah. Uh, Get destroyed, and then you got the atheists, and they, right. they think they can make some shit happen that they ain't made in the first place. Word up! You know you how you look. You want to take you want to take care of the earth, though. I just take care of myself. If I take care of myself, this is an extension of me, right? You right. Know what I, mean? I gotta take care of you. It's true. We how all much your bills is per month? Let me see. That's a good question. How much are my bills per month? Car paid off. Okay. What you got? I got a. 2010 Honda Cross Tour. Okay, you got some work to do. <laughs> um, uh, your bill's easy. Right, yeah, I'll take care of you. Bye. You got me, bro? Shit. It's not that much, bro. I live frugally. A month. I get uh, probably probably per month, I say I probably got 5000 a month in bills. Not that bad. Bro, I ain't got that much, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got a lot of stuff paid off, get a lot of clothes that for free. That draining your head, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How much is your bills, bro? Uh, $200. $200 a month? $200. And where do you live on $200 a month? Same house I came up in. Same house you came up in? $200. How, much, how important is community to you, Jerome? How important is it? A lot of people I came up with. Mm. Yeah. Right. I'm a difference in people, but, you know, love my people. How do you feel about, how do you feel too black? Let's say this. Let's say Jerome Saint, you walking down Slauson, right? A little camera on too. 
all of these cameras are on. All of these cameras are on. That's that's good. That could be Jerome Saint camera right there. Let's say you walking down Slauson, right? Like you, you, you like yourself. You you looking into the camera, you you're doing a thing. <laughs> like, like, you, like give give like, like you 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 like well, Jerome is giving y'all a little bit. Give some to that camera too though, bro. Which one you, the women? Which one the women? The like? women look through that camera right there. Jerome saying wanna talk to the ladies real quick. <laughs> so You not get him <laughs> So but you but you got you got you got your woman so is it still important to you that other women think that you the shit? That you're attractive to yeah, other women? Yeah, yeah. You work out? You look like you work out. Is that not okay to say? I'm like you you that's not that's what I'm saying you look like you work out, bro. You got a nice build. Jerome looks confused. You can't is that is that you can't say that to another like, yo, bro, you yoked, you like you buff or whatever. You can't say that. What you trying to do here, man? I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do nothing, Jerome. I'm saying you, you're average. You know that. Well, I'm, I'm, you're I'm average at best. I'm, I'm drunk. You ask me a whole bunch of questions. I, don't, mean, don't mean nothing. I came in here thought I'd get a, a Howard Cosell or something, big cameras and shit. And you asking me about my motherfucking muscles? You asking me about? But you know, let me tell you something. If the people out there that were watching this, they looking at you and they go, yo, I wonder how I get like Jerome saying, how I get big and how I get, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm asking the questions that I think that they would ask. Mm. They're going to look at you. Obviously, you got the netting in the shirt, so you know that, you know what I'm saying? Hey, so you know what's happening. So they're going to look at you and they're going to want to know what Jerome saying. Everybody can't wear this. That's well, for damn sure true. And not everybody fucking wants to. It's hot as hell in here, boy. It is. God damn. It's hot. But you're also on that Hennessy. So that's kind of... I ain't, I ain't had nothing. They spilt it out. Right. I had that white boy come over there and get that thing. That was down. She was tight. She was tight. She was tight. I'm average. That ain't average, though. That ain't average. That ain't average. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. I appreciate you, yeah. dog. I'm doing my I'll best. This shit was whack. But this shit... <laughs> that nigga. That nigga came here. Yeah. Got that shit up. So let me ask you this, though. Snowfall. Great show. Well, your life. When you're making Snowfall, knowing that there's so many great pieces of art that involve growing up in South Central L.A. that have come out, being at it's Myth Society, being at it's uh, Boys in the Hood, any of the movies that we've seen over the years, knowing that you have those as templates to go forth, do you feel, was there any pressure was there any ever any excitement to add to that legacy? Because we haven't had one of those in a long time. Not mm. since John touched Baby Boy in 99 had we revisited an era that was so important to everybody's life, what was going on here in L.A. So tell me about uh, that and how what that means to you to be able to kind of reflect that and show that to a new generation of, of, of television watchers. Yeah, I, th I think you got to inform the people. The people got to know the history and, mm -hmm. and I think that even though it's a fictitious, fictitious story that um, Snowfall hints at a, a true reality and I've met a lot of the people that that are part of this reality mm. and um, it's a real thing even though I play a character and I have fun with it the bottom line is that these are people's lives people's affected by this mm. and for me there's no glorification in hurting your own people, hurting yourself. Mm. Um, 
So to tell this story and tell it with some integrity, which John Singleton and the other creators uh, have a circle of truth around their head to, to do, I think is admirable. Hmm. Because a lot of times we just get a, a plain glorification and, um, you know, we like to see the bad guy. We like to we like to see you know alternative lives played out that we won't do, you know, in reality. That's why we watch the television, go to the movies, get an escape. But um, sometimes we also need to be drawn into to to, uh, to some of the heinous acts mm. that we've inflicted on ourselves, or sometimes the powers that be, government, et cetera have um, inflicted on us. Give it up for Jerome saying God eloquence. The eloquence. God deep. The eloquence, the straight up eloquence. I'm gonna ask you one more John Singleton related question. This is what I'm gonna ask you. This was a, obviously you've been in a like you've done a lot of work. I know you've been working. Everybody knows you've been working. But when I saw you on Snowfall this is legitimate, more to you, because I didn't even know Damson and some of the other people. Obviously, we all know D-Ray and all this. When I saw you on Snowfall, I was like, I saw it, I, there was a picture, and it was in like Entertainment Weekly or one of the magazines, and you were standing on the porch, and it was you, and I was like, oh, shit. Homie didn't came up, because I had seen you in other things, never met you, but I was like, oh, man, that's dope. Like, homie, homie didn't came up. This is a FX show. I know it's going to be successful. Um, so, the, 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 you know, it's the... Oh, look at that. John Singleton has provided that moment for so many people in their careers. Even people like yourself who have been working with like Cube. We already knew who Ice Cube was. John Singleton provided that moment for Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? What did that mean for you to have a man of that ilk in this business believe in you and put you on that next level in your career? Can you describe that? Yeah, yeah, I can describe it. Um, we're very fortunate to do what we do. And when people can see some inkling of, of talent, inkling of pure uh, you know, creativity or perspective that fits for a specific role, this could have been a different role and it didn't you know, work for me. Mm -hmm. But um, John and the other creative team, you know, um, Tommy Slami and Dave Andron and, and the people at FX, because it's a, you know, it's a whole body. John is working in concert with a lot of people that some of them share the same views and some of them don't. Mm -hmm. So he's always working. Um, you know, even John Landgraf said that, you know, to get Snowfall made and to keep it on each season was a fight. Mm. And... From that to come from the head, you understand how much each each uh, component, each person, um, each person that had their own perspective was geared to making the best thing that they could make, mm. and that meant that meant that there would be a lot of um, a lot of compromising, mm. and um, that's hard. John made his own films. Yeah. John un unapologetically made his first film that he wrote and said, "I'm going to direct it." And was able to, you know, John's been speaking truth to power for a long time. Long time. And um, I remember seeing an interview with him real quick, and and I'll, I'll never forget this. As a young kid at Baton Rouge watching this, and like, I never forget this. He's sitting down, he's talking, he goes, I'm the director. 
So he goes. That made me break character. He said. He said. He said. He says. John Singleton says, "I'm the director." He says, "The most important thing for me to know is that when everybody on the set comes onto the set, and he said it just like this. He said, "I'm in fucking charge," and I thought to myself, and I, and I, I was watching that right, and I thought to myself, "Look at this motherfucking black man." I'm like, I'm like, look at this. Like he's talking to a camera. He's like, when you walk on my set, I'm in fucking charge. So to your point, to go from that to more of a collaborative thing is it's probably a learning curve. It's a learning curve and is and there's a lot of uh it's a lot of working in harmony and um for better or worse, snowfall is is the is bears the fruit of that mm-hmm. of that toiling, you know what I mean? And and John was so proud of this and and foresaw where this was going and you know for us that bears responsibility for us as the cast mm-hmm. individually as actors all the crew members that he put on and all of the people that he was collaborating with um that help you know he didn't do this alone mm-hmm. um and John didn't go into anything doing it alone he never took sole credit for anything even in that situation where he's saying you know, the buck stops here, he's still, trust me, depending on people to be uh, efficient sure. in their roles and that he would defer to them for what they know how to do best. Mm. John's not going to tell me how to act. Mm. That's why he hired me. So he more in, he, he empowers me. Mm. He says, Eamon, come with it. Mm-hmm. You're representing my community. You're representing people that I know. I wrote this thinking of certain people in mind and know you're not them, but invoke that spirit. Mm. Give me that true portrayal. Leave it all out here and I'm going to make sure I got you. You're going to be framed up right, you know? Word, word. All right, we're going to get back to Emin in a second. We're about to pay some bills. Fame, money, ego. These things can make athletes seem superhuman. But what happens when those in professional sports reveal the darker side of their humanity? Ooh. Every week, the Podcast Network's new podcast, Sports Criminals, explores some of the most significant sports crimes in the world. Y'all, I have lived through some of these stories as they have played out. Some of them are crazy, chilling. Remember former NFL receiver Ray Carruth hired a friend to murder his pregnant girlfriend? That is a crazy story. Ray Carruth was actually just released from prison not too long ago. Some of these crimes are reckless, like when former NBA star Jason Williams shot his limo driver to death. It's an accident, but then he tried to cover it up. That was a big deal as well. Some of these crimes are unimaginably tragic, like when wrestler Chris Benoit, man, the Canadian crippler, Murdered his wife and his seven-year-old son before committing suicide. I remember the morning I heard about that story. Uh, Everybody was just unbelievably shocked. Uh, Sports criminals, athletes you thought you knew, crimes you won't forget. Listen and subscribe to Sports Criminals for free on Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts or visit podcast.com slash sports criminals to listen now. So, Jerome, going from that, that's pretty deep. I'm aiming now. You're aiming now. You're aiming. I mean, I'm just listen. Listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. So, Amen, Amen, he came in in character, and and I and I and I and I loved it. So, are you Jerome again now? 
Nah, 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 nah. We good now. Once I drop <laughs> it, you lost the magic. Nah. I mean, look, I was, I was having fun with it. I thought the shit was fucking brilliant. I've never even had anybody come in there and do that before. Crystal was like, she's scared. She was like, who is this nigga? You gonna come in and rob everybody? Um, like she, she was, was like, she was like, um, <laughs> uh, so. I want to ask you something. Like, it's people that listen to this podcast. They want to be actors, man. Mm. And there's a lot of people that come out here and deal with the craft of it and cannot handle one part of acting, which is integral to it. And that is the no's, the rejections, the things that you don't get. They look at you and they think that you got off of a bus or a train somewhere last week and then boom, you got the biggest role. Mm. I'm sure you've been told no a lot. How do you deal with that? Mm. Um, I don't think you ever deal with that. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a um, speak right into that. Though. Yeah, I don't think you ever. I don't think you ever deal with the no's. I don't mm -hmm. think that's something that you could ever wrap your head really around your heart, your spirit really around no's. Mm -hmm. um, each no is a dagger. Um, but you build a hide, you build, um, to me, that's why you have something for myself. It's the craft. I know that I love acting no matter what. I know I'm good no matter what. So I may not be right. Mm -hmm. I may not be whatever mm -hmm. for whatever particular project, but I don't look at myself anything other than the best actor that ever walked the planet. And mm. if a no comes then they just don't need me for this particular thing. But right. it would be detrimental to my ego. It would be detrimental to the type of characters that I portray and the type of confidence that those characters have and the amount of work that I have to put in to that character, the amount of psychology and, and effort and, and emotional and spiritual work that I have to put into a character. I do too much work for a no to limit me and to stop me, but to say that it doesn't affect me would, then I, I couldn't be truly transparent. I couldn't really feel things. I couldn't, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I'm supposed to feel that no. Right. It lets me know I'm alive. Mm -hmm. Same thing if you got butterflies in your stomach before you're doing something, that lets you know you're alive. That lets you know, okay, let's go. This is what I'm, I'm here to do. So the no's are part of that. But I hate them. If I never got another no, I'd love it. But I probably wouldn't get much growth out of it. Now, it, 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 there was a um, a very talented young actor, uh, Shamik Moore. You guys, you guys know Shamik Moore. Shamik? Yeah. Yeah, Shamik. I, I work with him on Dope. On Dope. By, by the way, fantastic movie. He was fantastic in that. He was great in the Get Down. He was great in. Um, this is the new Wu Tang uh, series right now. Yeah, I actually moderated the panel last night. Um, Wu Tang. He plays uh, Raekwon on that. Great young actor. Um, he was on Breakfast Club, and he said that he no longer feels like he has to audition. Mm -hmm. What point in your career do you feel like you get to where you won't audition anymore? Is there ever a point? Because a lot that was very controversial. A lot of actors that I know were like, oh, man, how do you feel like he don't need to audition? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, what, what's the point? Because he was talking about the fact that he had auditioned for Coming to America too. He had not gotten that. Um, uh, Jermaine Fowler got it. Shout out to Jermaine. Jermaine, dope. Uh, Jermaine, great. Um, and Jamik like, is my dude. Listen, I, this is how I feel. This is a business, right? So, you know, I know Antonio Brown in some issues right now, but he didn't audition for the Patriots job, mm. right? So, we can spat over whether someone 
is deemed worthy. But if he feels like that, just the way I say that, I feel like I'm the greatest actor on the planet. If he feels like he shouldn't have to audition, then brother, make that your reality. And if he's making that his reality and he's saying, listen, don't give me anything unless someone knows that they want to work with me, they can see my body of work. And if they meet with me, they will realize how, you know, they'll realize his experience. I ain't even trying to put anything on his experience. I know that young man and he's a worker. So that's how he feels. That's what he, he doesn't want to audition. Maybe he doesn't like that process. You know, auditioning is a total different um, it's a total different skill than actually being on That's set. That's exactly what he said. It's a total different skill. Said, There's plenty said, of actors that yeah. are horrible at auditioning, going into a cold room, sort of like this one, and, <laughs> and, and, and bearing your soul to small little cameras. <laughs> yeah. So, you yeah, know what I mean? Right. But, but, but for real, it, it's, a very, it's a very generic, it's a very flat, mm -hmm. um, where you're trying to come in and in some way act to a camera and to a person that's reading and it's 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 its own skill right. and I can understand anyone that doesn't like it um, for me it's like okay that's just a challenge that I'm gonna that's a you know a necessary evil of the business so I'm gonna have to find a way to enjoy it I'm gonna have to find a way to be empowered by it so for me it's like eh, I don't know you know I'll audition, I accept offers. It comes so many different ways, you know what I mean? Mm. But I wouldn't tell that man and how he sees himself and for his career, I wouldn't talk him off of that or try to belittle him and say that, oh, other audition, you ain't on his level. Right. He's on this frequency of this is how he sees himself, his career. And he's quite successful. So he's maybe we might want to um, take some notes from Quite successful. From the young king. And also... Incredibly talented. That Wu Tang, he is very that that Wu Tang series has some great young actors on it. Him, oh yeah, Ashton, there's a like, lot of dudes. Yeah, yeah. Zoe Grace, uh, like like yeah. a, a, a lot of. So them. why would I be mad? You know, there's people that have that that get that same cachet, mm -hmm. and they've done, and they've done. I mean, they've done not an inkling of what he's done. Right. But people position them in this business so that they don't audition mm -hmm. and that they're only receive offers, and you know. So we got to realize that this is a business. And um, he's not saying that out of pure, um, just like, I don't audition, like yeah. I'm better than you. It's just that for his business, where he's at, what he sees for his career, where he's been, the, the work that he's put in and his trajectory of where he's going, that young king sees himself as the greatest actor on the planet. And I see him as that too. Word. So how can he be the greatest when you're the greatest? That's right. It's a world where we're all the greatest. Oh, word up. I'm fucking with it. That's right. I love that. Man, give it up for that. That's give right. it up for that. Cause they always give it up for that. They're like, That's we right. all, yeah. So, <clears throat> listen. That's our problem. We be arguing about, nah, he greater. He, he greater. greater. Nah, he's supposed to audition. He ain't supposed to. Or he's better than that. Like, why are we comparing? I get it. I get it. So, listening to you talk about your craft, to anyone that's involved, and we everybody's in here, everyone's listening, it's obvious it comes off of you the deep love that you have for creating and the deep love that you have for acting automatically mm. i was able to make you break character you did by making you by 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 making you get into your feelings about what it means to be an actor and like the 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 inspirations that 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 that, that came from that and the john you and know. and john and, and we should be on john who are a giant who was like a member of our family actually a member of your family that that we all lost so i want to ask you this question 
there's a growing conversation about roles that people should be playing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, should someone who is uh, gay play somebody who is straight? Somebody Should someone who is uh, white play someone who is Asian? Should a, 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 um, a, a fair-skinned sister <laughs> play somebody who is dark-skinned? We went through that with Zoe Saldana and, uh, and Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. Should a black American be a play because with the Harriet movie mm-hmm, like all mm-hmm. all different situations like this we've talked yeah. about we, we've talked about all of those different things where do you fall on that every actor that comes in here I'm going to ask him about that mm-hmm. like are there roles that you wouldn't play uh, because of because it, they're not authentic to you um, and do you think that roles need some inherent authentic, authenticity to them in order to be played effectively hmm that's a that's real loaded. You got a lot of different things in there. I try to chop it down. Sure. First of all, um, if we're looking at some of the the phenomenally talented actors that are, for instance, British, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, even with the lead of my show, young Brit, um, exactly. African Brit, and um, but he nice. He nice. He can act. He can go. Like, who better than him? Mm. Yeah. Who better? Period. He nice. So when somebody nice, I want to work with somebody nice. I'm nice. Mm. So I want to work with someone nice. He's good. He's great. So he got the job. It's one job. It's a lot of jobs out here. Mm -hmm. If you nice, you going to work. If you not nice, you bitching and moaning and you haven't put in the work. You per- maybe didn't. I don't know. He nice. <laughs> he nice. What up? He nice. Right. Like for real. If you don't look at that young man and say that he is the future of 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 some of our cinema, mm-hmm. then I don't know what you're watching. He's doing his thing. I saw him in um in Black Mirror, a role completely antithetical mm-hmm. to what he's doing. Yeah, in he has a he has a he has a film farming, yeah. and I'm not blowing smoke up him because like he I work you know I like I said I work with Shamik. Shamik is nice. Yeah. You know, he don't want to audition. I you better than him? Mm. You are you better than him? Right. So relax. Get good. Get better than him. And I bet you have your own, you know, pink M&Ms in your bowl too. Like <laughs> the shit you want. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. So he's a young black Brit that can play the role that he's playing. And the question would probably be, could you find someone from South Central that could play that authentically? Right. Yes. Mm. Yes. But the man that got the role is nice. Right up. You get me? So if it was if he was trash, then we could call it on. You know, we yeah. could call it you know spade a spade. Um, there's great actors everywhere, and I just believe that. Um, I do believe that the best actors should get the job. Mm, no I want to work. What? I, I want to work with good people, and we got to realize that. Like I'm from New York. Like you know how many actors are from New York. If I took all the black actors from New York that are working in the business, or I took all the just actors, forget race. I'm, I don't know even why I put race involved. Yeah. If I just take all the actors from New York, and then I took the, the small little country, that little small ass UK, mm-hmm. New York would probably equal the same amount of actors that work consistently from the UK. 
Mm. I'm not taking in California. I'm not taking in the rest of this 50, you know, I'm not taking in the rest of North America. Yeah. So I think that sometimes we, we get into a kind of a, a us versus them type of thing that as an artist, when I step on the stage, I just know if you're good or not. I can look through your eyes and see you saying your lines in your eyes, and then I can look behind that to a little gray matter back there and see that there ain't no thoughts back there, and you about to get chewed up in a scene, period. Mm. And if you that dude that's getting chewed up, get better. Get in the class. Get your foundation good. Get into a conservatory. Make this a, 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 a lifetime goal of getting better in your creativity. Then we can have a conversation, but that conversation will probably be on set together. Right. Yeah. What kind of headspace do you get into in terms of in order to deliver those those performances that you're talking about right now? Like, like what's the process like? The, and, and and I ask because everyone has a process for anything. That, anything that you do well has a process. My dad would always say that. Mm. My dad would be like, "Yo, we pour concrete. We do it this way." My dad would be like, we hunt, we do it this way. So if you're doing something well, there's a process to it. Mm. The thing with acting or doing something creative is some of the processes follow the manual. Some of them don't. Like, I remember I, I write all the time, right? I write. And then somebody I know there's a really great writer. He goes, continue to do exactly what you're doing now. But he was like, now write after having three, bottle, uh, three glasses of red wine. And I'm like... <laughs> I drink the wine. I write a little bit better. And then he was like, all right, now, try some Crown. And I found out that I'm when I'm right on the edge of being fucked up, I'm earnest you got fucking Hemingway. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, to you, yourself. You know, to, to, to me. Like, I really get better. I get, I, 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 I like, I get less. My inhibitions go away. I'm flowing a little bit better. The things that I'm thinking about better. I'm not, I know you can't go into an audition you know, off that crown. But what I'm but what I'm asking you is, is there a process? Is there something that you do? If some if some young actors watching this right now, listening to this on these little small ass cameras, um, what, what is there something for you? Definitely, I think that that's the um, that's the mark of being a professional that you have a system. Mm -hmm. You have a system of of preparation so that you can minimize the doubt. That you can minimize. Um, that that you can be time efficient. A lot of times you get material, and if we're talking about auditioning, you get yeah. the material the day before. You need to go in the next day, or maybe even you get a an offer to do something, and you need to be prepared for some, you know, a biopic mm -hmm. in two weeks. Um, I have friends, you know, I, I have a good friend, Gabrielle Dennis. She went to Howard as well. She she portrayed Whitney Houston in a BET biopic of Bobby that. Brown. And she did not have a lot of preparation time. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's about the time that you were prepared before that. It's about, you know, getting, it's like putting those shots up in the gym. Right. So that you are so prepared, that you're so full, that you can access the different places that you need to go for whatever role. And some of those roles may be an emotional role. Some of those roles may be where you're emotionally reserved. So it's not like you need to all the time get to some vulnerable emotional place. Sometimes it's the lack of vulnerability. Sometimes it's, an, it's a stonewall exterior. It could be so many different things. But to me, when you're not working is the time where you're working on those things. Mm. And, you know, it'll keep you busy. It'll keep you, you know, not worrying about if you book the next job. But you're getting better and you're getting, you're, you're honing your skills for so that when you do get a role. Someone's going to give me a role and they're going to 
fuck up. Mm. They're going to fuck up and give me a role that has so much so so much dimension that perhaps someone else didn't see that I'm going to add to because I've been working. Mm. I've been just storing up reps. I've been storing up different access of my spirit, um, of, of my emotionality, of my physicality to morph into whatever I need to for any given role. So that's a joy to me. That's like a chemist. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, how do I, what do I put in here? And Walter White, you know, each, yeah, each, each role is a different mixture of, of how, you know, how much, uh, you know, what am I, what am I going for? What is it? What's the emotion? What is mm-hmm. the physicality? What are the character flaws? What are the things that have affected his life emotionally? What are the things that he's hiding behind mask? Mm. Um, there's just so much that that's a joy to me to do those things. And if you're able to, if you've done that enough, then you can look at some material and kind of start overlaying some of that stuff quicker than maybe some other people can access that because you're used to accessing truth, your, you know, your artistic truth a lot. You're able to call on it. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's the work. In my opinion, that's the work. work. Someone else may have some other thing. But for me, that's how I go about it. It's staying in the gym, staying in classes, um, no matter what. Um, always working on my craft, trying to stay on the stage as much, um, trying to stay vulnerable. Um, and also evolving in life as a man with my family, the person that I am. How important just, is that? That's that, very important. So, so... A lot of motherfuckers are still playing the damn same roles that they was playing when they was 20 because they the same person that they was when they was 20. Mm, that's what I'm talking mm. about. See, I think that a lot of times in art, like even when they talk about music, people always talk about the fact that like your first album is like, they talk about hip hop, like your first album is like your best album. Your first album, you, you come out because you, you put all your life experience into that one album. And I always would think to myself, well, don't you continue to experience life like after your first album? You 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 should still be or aren't you still you growing? Know that. Aren't you, you still know that. changing? You know that for your career. You know that you found a process like you said there's a process and you know that you've honed and 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 refined that process to where it's an effortless thing and now you have to kind of explain it step by step and maybe I forgot that oh yeah I had to do this step but it's so refined now there were people that perhaps had a you know a whiff of a, a wind sail of of popularity or whatever and they were doing something with a skill set that was very innate to them mm-hmm. and they never honed it they never worked it. It was just who they were naturally. It was who they were in that in that moment of time. Yeah. And people access that all the time. You can build a career off of that. You can have a great character. You can do great work doing that. I'm just saying for longevity, um, we are ever evolving. And I can't be the same man as Eamon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't be the same man um, that I was when I was 20 or 30. Um and be happy with myself, and nor can the characters that I portray have those same sensibilities trying to tap back into those things that may have worked then, and I'm trying to carry that on now and trying to give you some shit that worked 10 years ago and booked me something 10 years ago. What up? I can't come with that. If anything, I'm thinking about how I will be in this career when I'm 75 Mm. and already 
you know, accelerating my learning to say, you know what, I need to do things right now to set up the type of characters that I want to play. And of course, I have plenty of of great actors that I can tap into their greatness and go, oh, that's that's a you know roadmap of how to get there. So you went to Howard. Yeah, yeah. HBCU. Yeah. I went to Southern. Okay. A better HBCU. You know that ain't. <laughs> Are you familiar with Southern University in Baton Rouge? I mean, yeah. It's a great school, right? I like Southern. Yeah, I have a cousin that went to Southern. I like I like Howard too. I like to fuck with the people from Howard. You know I like to I fuck know with you. You like to go to Howard. Do you, do you know what you what I mean? You would have liked to go into Howard, you said? I, no, I said I not that I would have liked to have gone to Howard. I said I like people from Howard. You said that. You I said if I say no, no, I did not say that. <laughs> if I had if I had, had I wanted to go to Howard, oh. I could have easily gone to Howard. Gotcha. I want to ask you how do you feel like the arts are being reflected at the, at the HBCUs? There's so much talent there. There's so much, like, do you feel like we're putting enough um, into, as a culture, into the arts? Because mm. I'm going to be honest with you. Where I'm from, at Southern, drama and all of that stuff, besides the band, which was a big deal, uh, wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that big of a deal. It, like we didn't didn't have the facilities, didn't have things, and I always felt, you know what? There should be more of that. Mm-hmm. There should we should be we should pour more of ourselves into really refining uh, what it is because what I feel like sometimes is we have to do we have to play a little catch up by the time we get to New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. And so like you, you you see stuff like that, and I was wondering if we could start. Yeah, a Howard bit is earlier. much different. Howard, you know, at the time that I was, it, it was a conservatory. Um, it changed into a liberal arts program after. I graduated, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that. Um, I think. I mean, there's so many HU alum that are doing their thing. They're, all over they're everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, like all different parts. Yeah, there's kind of a there's kind of a there's kind of a a a circle of truth around my head of of that. You know, I I want to be equally balanced in engineering and you know in other fields because I do think that. Um, you know, we we some talented folk, yeah. and and usually we are also very determined, so we can grind it out. And you know, whether it comes quick or whether it comes a little later in the career, we usually can find ways to ground it out because we come from some of us come from humble beginnings and mm-hmm. and and know about hard work and and being focused. So I don't think that that's an issue. I think that the, a lot of the the um the content that's made by some of my peers and, and people younger than me and even older than me, I think that it's, I think that it's pushing boundaries. I think, Without a doubt. you know, I think, I think we're in a good space and there's more people that look like us that are on billboards. If you look around this city, um, if you, if, if it's reflected in the content that we see on streaming devices mm-hmm. and on broadcast and cable and, and even feature films. So I'm a part of that. You know? Yeah. Even yeah. Snowfall is a part of that. There was a time where there wasn't as many um, shows that were catered to our culture on television. A time. Just, we're talking about like just five, yeah. six years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe for four, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so for, in terms of like kind of piggybacking off that for a second, for you, you don't feel there used to be a thing before there were enough roles to where it seemed like there was intense competition amongst the African-Americans uh, in the industry, right? You'd hear it all the time. I remember even hearing 
like Hill Harper said one time that like a lot of these great roles, they either want Will or Denzel or maybe even Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. You feel like that's changing? That there's more, there's a, the cake is bigger, so there's more for everybody else. It seems like, see, I, I can't remember a time, I'll be honest with you. I do think that there's, because there's more work, there's a bigger pool, and I do think that there aren't as many uh, black movie stars being made right now, but there are, there's a, there's more of a spreading of the wealth as right. far as a lot of um, emerging talent, and you know we we're seeing a lot of emerging talent, and I and I'm I love it. I actually love it, but we don't see you know the oh Denzel opening a film. I don't know who that. I don't know you know five or six of those guys the way yeah. we saw um, you know someone like Wesley at a certain point. Yeah. And, Denzel and Wesley Will Denzel and, and Will and yeah. yeah I don't see you know those kind of box office opening guys um but the do you list, care about that what do you mean I mean like is is I mean obviously that would be nice but is that something because like when Will talks about it Will had a very methodical way he went about building himself into a movie star when you mm-hmm. talk about it is do, do you care about being one of those guys at, at some point to where you can open a movie to 60 70 million dollars when i started this journey my prayer and my devotion was to be a great artist to be a to be the best actor that i could be honestly be the best actor of my time I don't know if that equates to some box office number. Mm. Um, I know that I can live a, you know, a more than comfortable life doing what I do. Um, but that isn't that particular thing. You know, that sounds like that's Will's thing. Yeah, um, which is cool, which is awesome. He he did he did it better than almost anybody. Did. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you know I just want to be in the in the movie, fucking him up. You know, I just want to I just want to support the brother. And if you know, and if the powers that be that, that, you know, that that are green lighting things, see a certain quality about me that says that I'm going to open a film, then I'm going to put the same integrity behind it that I put into playing the co-stars that I first started my career with. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't have you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like. I'm I'm good, yo. Like, I'm good. I'm, mm. You know what I mean? Like, to me, not everyone is Will Smith because Will Smith built himself and the industry could, he was bankable to do certain things. Sure. That's a lot of Very pressure. Very specific way, yeah. That's a lot of pressure. And he wanted that pressure. He was able to, to execute. And he's amazing. Um, yeah, I don't have that pressure on me to have that particular type of career and the way he sees it but what I do have for myself challenges me and I'm always looking to be the best actor that I can be and always be able to add value to any situation any film project television whatever that I'm doing you know what I mean mm-hmm. but for every you know I, I think it you know I think you know, to say, oh, I want that Sidney Poitier career, or I want that Denzel career, that's a whole different frequency. Yeah. I'm focused on my frequency and, and the attainable goals that I've, you know what I mean? I've already did, done magic in my own life. For you. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. So and to look outside of myself to 
wow, do you want to do it? Like, nah, he's doing, he, there's a whole bunch of other things that come with that, yeah. that he's dealt with. Um, but for me, in, in, in my God sense, you know, I'm making magic. And, what up? And um, I would love to make magic with Will. And with <laughs> Last question I'm going to ask you. Last question. So, um, I've seen you in a bunch of things, uh, know a bunch of things you've been in. We talked about the Titanic 2 thing. The reason why I bring that up is because having been out here in L.A. for 13 years, um, you meet people that drag themselves to jobs. Like, you meet guys that come out here that go, yo, uh, I want to be this, I want to be that, like we just said. Mm -hmm. And they're paying the bills booking commercials. They're paying mm -hmm. the bills booking uh, 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 direct-to-TV stuff. They're paying the bills doing other stuff like that. And sometimes that wears on them. Mm -hmm. They look at, because another thing about LA is you're only one person away from somebody really, really famous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and that in and of itself is a lot of pressure for people, right? Because it's not like it is being back in Baton Rouge to where you see Michael <laughs> B. Jordan on, in, on, on, on the TV. If you go to the club here, you'll look across the club and he'll fucking be there. And you'll think, damn, I'm in the same city where it's happening for all these other people. It's not happening for me. The mental toughness that it takes to be on a to be on a movie and that you might say is a shit burger, <laughs> but to know that if you're in that role and you do a good job, the snowfall is coming mm -hmm. and other roles are coming and other things like that are coming. And to bring your lunch pail every single day to something that you might not think is the greatest project. How do you do that? How did I do that? Yeah. Um, I did that because, I, like I said, I know who I am. I know what I'm looking for overall out of my career. And I'm also, listen, I'm also the type of guy that if my friend calls me up and says, listen, I'm doing a project. And I've been in the trenches with that friend. I may lend that guy a, a day on his project Word. knowing that um if i looked at things from the outside and said value wise and strategically is that a good move for where i am in my career and i'm on an upward trend and all of that shit don't mean nothing to me i already do what i love i already do what i love i would do this shit for free yeah. it's transformational is is a way for me to connect to other people, to experience the world, to get sensibilities and and step into different personas and meet crew members and meet other people that are really inspired and, and willing to create and do that. Some of them doing it just for a job, some of them doing it as their life purpose. It's a beautiful life for me. Mm. So I will I will, I, I make I make children's films. I, I'll make a film, and, and you can put the shit on IMDb. I don't care. Someone else has looked at that and go, oh, Titanic 2. For me, I go, not even that it was a check at the time. If you look at the film, you'd be like, look at Eamon doing his thing. <laughs> and I've been an extra in things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I started out in the Apollo Theater in, in Harlem, New York. I read about it. I got, I got, I got, I got strong roots. Gotcha. National Black Theater, Harlem, you know, neighborhood playhouse. Like, I'm a theater rat. I love performing. Yeah. I'm part of theater company out here, you know, Ruskin, um, 
um, school. Um, it, I don't I don't uh, look at things as the traditional kind of your positioning and your positioning and your positioning and you know so that's why I'm saying like no I don't see myself you know oh wow I had to do this at this time and it was to get here no whatever I choose to do I put my best foot forward in that and it's indicative of what I do and it's indicative of where I am now and where I'm going to be just mm. what it is it's just it's not a big you know, it's not a, to me, it's not a, you know, this positioning thing. I don't got to be, you know, you, you meet me somewhere else, I'm the same dude. I don't have to, I'm good, bro. You put me, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I've been doing this shit. I, I, I really, I really worked hard. Right. I cry about not being good more than I cry about not getting a job. Is there any, is there, you seem to be so confident. You get what I'm saying about I, that I though? No, no, but that's not confidence. That's, that's. Belief. Work. Yeah. No, that's the work. Like, I've cried about, yo, I need to get better. I'm not good enough. I want things that my skill level is not on the level of. So I had to do a Titanic 2 at that time because I wasn't there. Right. You want to be Will Smith, but you ain't got Will Smith's skill. You don't got his charisma. You don't got his business sense. You don't have his work ethic. You don't got his spirituality. Mm. But you want, no, bro. You might have to work on yourself. Mm. Some of us are blessed with certain things, and then we may have to work to get these other things. So I have to do that work. I have to do that. So now, I ain't talking about somebody else. So I'm you're saying there's time that you looked on your, you've, you've looked at yourself or you felt like, like that you knew you had to get back in the lab and get better at your craft? I've seen a performance, and I've gone home and gone, yo, what you fucking going to do, bro? Because if niggas is doing that and you can't do that, <laughs> I've gone in for auditions where it's been two lines and I couldn't say the damn two lines. And I already have been to two, three conservatories and I can't say two lines so bad that the, the, the casting director says, pick up the paper and read it off the paper. <laughs> <laughs> then she's like, throw the paper out your hand and just say the lines. Say, Duke isn't here. <laughs> the Duke isn't here. Right, 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 right. Thank you for, thank you for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you leave. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing with your life, bro? You can't even talk. Mm. You can't even say a, 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 you can't even say a, a sentence. What's going on, bro? Perhaps I was probably hard on myself. I ended up booking that role. So you got the role. Well, you couldn't say the fucking lines. Because that's the point. The point is that this ain't all about being the best. This ain't all about I see myself opening up box office. This is about are you happy with yourself? Did you choose something that you really love? And are you doing that every day? And am I able to support my family, my children, my wife, and live a life that I didn't grow up living? Because I chose to put integrity in something that I loved, but perhaps I wasn't the best at, but I could get to a point because I love it so much that I can make a career doing it. Mm. That ain't everybody thing. Yeah. But it's unapologetically mine. And I and and uh, uh, <laughs> I'm 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 so it's it's still a vulnerability. Yeah. That means I still have to work. I'm not the guy that's like, I'm good now. I'm, right. Nah, bro, I leave here, you know? 
I can bomb an audition tomorrow. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, but I realize that that is part of the process. That is part of, of what I signed up for. And thank you for it because it lets me know I'm human. It lets me know that I can make mistakes and still I'm worthy. That I don't, that even me trying to be perfect Still, someone sees something that, Eamon, stop the perfect thing. <laughs> we mm. wanted just that. We wanted just you here. Take all the character to Jerome off. And mm -hmm. I'm just a man that loves what I do and works well with other people and a collaborator and an inspirer. And that's what, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I bring to, that's the real thing that any set or any uh, production gets from me is that I'm indebted and I want to see the best for everyone involved. Mm. And I'm, I'm a real man. I'm a real spirit. Here for the real shit. What up? You know, so all this other stuff, then all I got to do is just be good at what I say I want to do. Mm -hmm. I, I can stay up to five in the morning doing that. Mm. Yeah. Hey, give it up for a man. You, you, you. Let me tell you something. We got everything in this podcast. We got Jerome Saint. First of all, y'all got to watch Snowfall. Snowfall's doing great. Yeah. Snowfall's doing great. Snowfall is one of the best shows on television. Just call it the best, man. The best you show on television. Do that. Yeah, you, you, Snowfall's best show on TV. Snowfall's the best show on television. My brother got me into so Snowfall. He actually pressured me into it. He goes, you watching that Snowfall? I haven't seen it yet. He's like, nigga, you whack. <laughs> <laughs> like that snowfall shit is off the chain. Nick was telling me about Nick loves snowfall. Y'all know my partner Nick May. Whatever he says is, is, is dope. Got great taste. Um, bro, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna say something. It's like with the amount of passion and thoughtfulness that you speak about uh, your craft with, I don't think there's anyone that just listened to that that does anything that wouldn't be inspired by that. I think anybody who is trying to attain any goal, if they're painting, if they're hooping, if they want to be a lawyer, if they want to be an attorney, if they want to be, if, they, if they're a fucking psychopath and they're actually the person that wants to be the parking attendant. <laughs> Don't understand, the, this, the, the, I heard met somebody that said, yo, I like that job. I like the job of writing people tickets. Dope. Don't fucking get you, but great. I think that anyone will be inspired by that, and I appreciate you sharing that with us today on the Red Thank Pill, Thank you, man. bro. And amazing, I'm with man. the dude that, you know, because someone could look at what I do and go, why would you want to do that? You know what I mean? Like, we all pick yeah, these things. Somebody, yeah, anybody could look at you on FX and be like, yo, why would I want to yeah. be on TV? Yeah. They got to hear Like, like, like no, no, they, don't, they don't say that. Like, like what, what is he talking about? That's not what they say. They go, that's what I want to do. Now, as far as the guy that writes the tickets... I'm not saying it's a whack job. I'm just saying, nigga, I know that it's a lie that you say, I already put it in. I can't stop. <laughs> you could stop. You could not put it in. Nick, Nick, Nick knows that. That's, by the way, that's, a, that's another bar. Just everybody out there. You could not put it in. So mm. all those decisions. Mm. That, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You made that decision. That went, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yours. You could not put it in. But, um, but, uh, but, but seriously, brother, uh, I wish you much success. Hope to have you back. And what else are you working on? What's coming up? Like, what do you, what do you got coming? Next thing I got is a biopic. Uh, it's called The Royal. It's about a, a baseball player named Willie Mays Aiken. He played for the Kansas City Royals back in 1984. He went to the World Series. And 
is a story of, I don't want to give too much away, but it's a story about his life and um, him coming back um, after falling from grace mm. and picking up the pieces and and gaining some. Who do you play? I played a I played a lead character. Oh, we the lead. Yeah, we yeah, leading yeah. the charge here. That's gonna be a big deal. What's that coming always, out? Always, always. Well, I'm, we haven't even shot it. We we start production late October. He booked and busy. Let go. He booked and busy. Everybody, white, black, red, yellow, green. Give it up for my man. I mean, yeah. Snowfall. 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 We got snowfall. And this is all for John. If you love John Singleton's legacy, you loved anything that he's made, support Snowfall because it's one of the last uh, last chapters in his book. We out.